This is not your century. This is Not Your Century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. Walter Cronkite is ending the CBS Evening News with his trademark sign-off. And that's the way it is. Friday, March 6, 1981. But this is no ordinary night. Cronkite is retiring after 19 years as the anchor of the news broadcast that dominates the ratings. He's 64 years old, Uncle Walter. He's often called the most trusted man in America. That's because in poll after poll, survey after survey, people say he's the most trusted man in America. Ratings for his last broadcast are twice the normal Friday night ratings. This is a momentous occasion. It's something like a presidential changeover. In a silly humor column that reads like prophecy today, the Chronicle's Art Hoppy writes about a world where nobody believes any news item because they didn't hear it from Uncle Walter. Cronkite was born in 1916. He grew up in Kansas City and then Houston, and he graduated from the University of Texas. He worked some newspaper and radio jobs in the 30s, and then he made his bones as a war correspondent in World War II, first for United Press International, and then for CBS News as a protege of Edward R. Morrow. He became the CBS Evening News anchor in 1962. At the time, the Huntley-Brinkley report on NBC was the top-rated news show, but Cronkite guided CBS to the top. He'd been in the chair for about a year and a half when he had what remains his signature moment, sitting at his desk in the newsroom, not on the set, surrounded by rotary telephones and an inbox and outbox tray, with his jacket off and his glasses on, he broke into the soap opera As the World Turns to announce that President John F. Kennedy had been shot in Dallas, and then, a few minutes later, that he died. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. That moment was just vintage Cronkite, professional, composed, objective. Vice President Lyndon Johnson <clears throat> has left the hospital. But that catch in his voice, you couldn't see it, but the way he took his glasses off after glancing at the report so he could look straight into the camera to deliver it. This was a man you could identify with. The 36th President of the United States. A man you could trust. The day after his final sign-off in 1981, the Chronicle wrote in an unsigned editorial that Cronkite had established himself by filing the night wire for the United Press in Kansas City when pay was poor, hours long, help short, and recognition absent. We claim him as a print newspaper man at heart. Cronkite claimed himself as a print newspaper man at heart. In fact, one of the biggest run-ins he ever had with CBS bigwigs was over the way he signed off his very first broadcast as the anchor of the evening news in 1962. He said something like, That's the news. Check your local newspapers tomorrow to get all the details on these headlines. The execs hit the roof. You can't downplay your own broadcast in favor of a different medium. Cronkite eventually came up with, And that's the way it is. He had an old-school newspaper man's views on objectivity and neutrality, with the notable exception of his coverage of the space program. He'd taken his first flight when he was six years old, in the early 20s, in an open-air biplane, and he had a lifelong fascination with flight and then space. When he covered space, he was still Walter Cronkite, 
but his enthusiasm was unmistakable. He was anchoring CBS's Apollo 11 coverage with retired astronaut Wally Schirra. When the lunar lander touched down, you can hear Cronkite say, Oh, boy! Oh, boy! Just before the cameras catch both men fighting back tears. Boy. <laughs> Cronkite says, Wally, say something. I'm speechless. I'm speechless. He composed himself enough to say this after Neil Armstrong took a walk on the moon. How easy these words are. Rolling off our lips now, man on the moon, a walk on the moon, and yet uh, to say the words and to stop just a moment to think about them still sends a shiver up and down the old spine. Another time Cronkite allowed himself to state a point of view was in 1968, after he'd gone to Vietnam to cover the aftermath of the Tet Offensive. Among other things he learned there, a general he knew and trusted from World War II told him the U.S. couldn't win the Vietnam War and ought to find a dignified way out. Cronkite agreed with that assessment, and he talked about it when he got back to CBS News in New York. Producers urged him to report his views on the air, but he wouldn't do it on the evening news. Instead, CBS produced a primetime special, and Cronkite wrapped it up with an editorial. But it is increasingly clear to this reporter that the only rational way out then will be to negotiate, not as victors, but as an honorable people who lived up to their pledge to defend democracy and did the best they could. President Lyndon Johnson did not see that report, but the story goes that when he heard about it, he said, if I've lost Cronkite, I've lost middle America. Five weeks later, Johnson announced that he was ending his bid for re-election. Walter Cronkite had announced his intentions to retire a year before he did, and Dan Rather had been named his replacement. Cronkite made a little speech at the end, saying that the people who were making a big deal of his departure were making too big a deal. And he said he wasn't going away anyway. He'd still anchor documentaries and special reports. Old anchormen, you see, don't fade away. They just keep coming back for more. And that's the way it is. Friday, March 6, 1981. I'll be away on assignment, and Dan Rather will be sitting in here for the next few years. Dan Rather sat in for 24 years, longer than Cronkite though neither he nor anyone else ever became the most trusted man in America, and CBS lost its lead in the ratings. Walter Cronkite continued to work as a broadcaster and narrator, mostly for CBS and CNN, for more than a quarter century. He died in 2009 at the age of 92. I'm King Kaufman, and this has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Get great journalism today and support the newsroom that creates this podcast by signing up for a Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod. Sound effects by Stratcat322 from freesound.org, used under a Creative Commons license. We now return you to your century. <laughs>